welcome to Growing Storytellers, a helicopter stories podcast for anyone who works with children aged two to seven years old. I'm Trisha Lee, and this is my colleague, Isla Hill. And today we are talking about physical development, another one of the prime areas of the EYFS framework. And we've called this, because it's so much part of helicopter stories, because of story acting, we've called it being a rainbow. Who doesn't want to be a rainbow? Yeah, totally. We all want to be rainbows, don't we? And actually, you know, one of the things when you're acting out a story is, you know, those gross motor skills is that children are getting to try and be different shapes, to move in different ways, and also to move in ways that they're not familiar with sometimes, or to, you know, move in a way that maybe they're jumping like a frog, you know, and hopping around the stage like a frog, or um, being a monster and chasing somebody around the stage, or, you know, moving in a way, or they have to move very slowly in one character, or very fast in another. So there's a lot of kind of physical movements that they're doing. But also, in terms of negotiating space, and I know that's one of the things that's mentioned under this prime area as a way of looking at, you know, seeing how children do it, but there's so much negotiation of space. For a start, the children are hemmed in in a very specific area. They've got the stage, so they have to negotiate within a defined area. And, you know, sort of you can really see that because when I'm working with two-year-olds, they can't do that. They're not there yet. And no, neither should they be. So if you're working with two-year-olds, it's like, shall we all be the dragon? And they're off around the room. They can't stay in the confines of that stage. Then you clap, thank you, and they all come back together. And then we try again. Next one. Shall we all be the fish swimming around? And they're off and they're swimming out around the room. So that negotiating of space, they're negotiating the room, not the confines of the space. Mm. But then when you get to, you know, the three and four year olds and they start to go sometimes when they stay in the space, stay on the stage. (laughs) And gradually children get used to this is it. This is the area. This is the space we're negotiating. This is the area where our acting out takes place. Absolutely. And they'll even get to the point where they can do pretend running, you know, so that they're running at a speed they know works inside the space that they've been allocated. They're negotiating. So, you know, and sometimes it gets quite complex, doesn't it? Because their narratives get more complex and there's the monster chasing the dog and you're saying to the monster, pretend you can't catch the dog. So they're doing this sort of brilliant pretend running whilst not getting too close to the dog because they don't want to actually catch the dog. They're trying to not catch the dog. And they're really good at it. They get really efficient at negotiating that space, at being aware of all of the others around them and how to make that work. Yeah, 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 definitely. And also within that as well, sometimes, you know, particularly if you've got a lot of characters, you might have lots of sheep. So you've got children crawling around the stage and then a bear might come on and the bear's walking around the stage 
And the children really do need to watch out that they're not treading on each other's fingers or, you know, sort of being aware of everyone else. Or um, I've had things where I've had some children being a river and the characters have to step across the river. So they're actually doing this thing of stepping over children to yeah. get to the other side. And you side. see them sometimes you working it out, don't you? You see them working yeah. it out. They look at it and they're like, how am I going to do that? Like we had Goldilocks trying to lay down and test the three beds. And we had a child being each bed. And you could see Goldilocks go, okay, how am I going to How am I gonna do, do that? You know, and sort of wiggling their way in next to the child who was being the bed and a and you know really like working it out because they are actually being really careful in those moments yeah it's a, it's such a precise you know sort of really looking at how they negotiate spaces you can see it so clearly within some of those things that they're having to do I remember in, um, I think it's in the Helicopter Stories at Home videos that one of the parents sent in. So we created these videos um, of parents working with children at home using Helicopter Stories. And they were doing a retelling of um, The Gingerbread Man. And I remember the older girl said to her sister, can you make the river higher? And so she went up almost like a press up. And her sister jumped over her. And you sort of go, wow, that's incredible. And, you know, sort of the adult in the room, the mum, was going, oh, oh. And you could see that risk taking of going, oh, is this going to be safe? But she'd worked it out. This is what I want. I want you higher. The river's flooding. So we want that to be higher. And I'm going to jump over the river and physically do that. And, and that's just incredible, isn't it, in terms of really going, how do we work physically and how do we recognise the physical work that children are doing just through getting involved in acting out a story and pretend. It's the physical development that happens within play, really, isn't it? But it's getting that chance to spotlight that and see what's happening, you know, within our rooms, within our classrooms as well. So, And of course, it gives the other children chance to do it, too, because they see someone go, oh, you know, I'm going to fly like this today. So they all go oh I'm gonna fly like that too rather than my normal wings you know and and it gives other people to have a chance at doing that that action you know which also yes. pushes them physically because they, another child has done it and so they think oh I'll have a go at that yeah. so they're, they're often yeah how do other. I do it yeah how do I do it are my hands close to my arms are my hands further away so you know yeah you're seeing different ways and that's actually how we learn to develop physically, isn't it? Is we learn by watching other other people and going, oh, I like that. I'll borrow, as well as borrowing bits of their story, we're borrowing the way that they act, the way that they become or impersonate those characters or those objects. And talking about objects, I mean, that's another way in terms of where we can really look at how the children are working in terms of their physical development and I mean I've done things in stories there's a story that I use a lot in as an introduction um, with a group of children that has a waterfall in it mm. and so I'll often ask the group you know sort of I've got a group of children that one two three could you come and be the waterfall and sometimes if I see they don't know it because 
because it's a story I'm introducing. I'll say it's water falling over rocks. Can you show me how you do it? And then looking at how the three of them negotiate together. And it might be that one of them starts and they're kind of just moving their hands up and down or one of them might bend down and, you know, sort of. So you kind of get that feeling of the waterfall rumbling down. But it's incredible. It's like, you know, to actually, they're quite difficult skills. It's that thing of taking something and making it 3D. So we're taking a word and and we're going, how? and you you oh you're going to be that bit and i'm i'm recognizing your bit whilst i'm going oh so if you're say we're we're being a car and i notice you you've gone like this to be like the windscreen and i think well oh, okay, so you've I'll put your hands wheel, up in the I'll air down on the floor yeah so yeah so there's all these different things that i'm seeing you we're talking you know simple more simple things like being a castle you know, sometimes it might be a very big castle. You might have four children because actually lots of action takes place inside the castle. Or you might have a house and you might need a door. And so everybody's got to to work out who's going to do what, how we're going to stand here, et cetera, et cetera. And, and there's a lot of skills involved there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that moment of going... I wonder how you're going to build the castle or one, two, three. Can you be a tower? I wonder how you're going to do that. And I love it. I love just sitting and watching the children negotiate. And it might be that one child goes, oh, I'm going to hold my hands up. And another might want to, you know, bend over and be sort of like a rock or something and, you know, alongside it. Or, But they are negotiating together. They're working working together to find how do we become that what what way do we build this how do we become a rainbow what do we do what does a rainbow look like how could our we use our bodies to do that yeah and absolutely. you can also and sometimes you know children support each other in that don't they they you know somebody maybe somebody goes i don't know how to be a rainbow you know, and there's a lot of support that the children can offer each other because I think sometimes practitioners think to themselves, oh, should I then, you know, if they don't know how to be a rainbow, should I show them? But actually, you've got all these children around you. You know, you never have to be the person showing them how to be a rainbow or whatever it might be because you've got these children who will all have so many ideas that they can offer and say, how about you do it like this? And that child can go, oh, yeah, what's wrong with that? Thanks. And, you know, so they're there to support each other in that. Yeah, totally, totally. That is really true, isn't it, is that we've always we've always got the other children. And I love that. I love that way of going, oh, I'm really curious. How could we do that? And so it's not going, I know the answer, try and guess what I'm thinking. And that's the good thing about these questions, how are you going to show that you're a castle? Can you show me? I'm really curious. There's no wrong or right answer. If they all lay on the floor, oh, it's a lying down castle. It's fine. You can't be wrong in that because I'm curious to see, not going, I know how to build a castle. Can you build the castle I want? Which would be a very different way of of looking at it. And the other thing that is really key within all of this is the word pretend. 
because actually, and you mentioned it a bit earlier, but it is that thing of we use pretend a lot when we're getting children to work physically, pretend to sit on the horse, pretend to climb the wall. So we're not asking them to really sit on the horse and give their friend a bloody nose because <laughs> they collapse. We're going, can you pretend? And you do, you see children negotiating that. How am I going to do it? So maybe I straddle, they're bent down as the horse crawling and I straddle over them, but I don't actually sit down and put my weight on there. And it's it saves so a lot of collapses or collapsed buildings. You know, can we see Spider-Man pretend to climb the building? Don't really climb up your poor friend, just pretend. <laughs> and immediately yeah. they go, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll just pretend that, yeah, of course. I get it. Yeah. It's the currency of children, isn't it? Pretend is the currency of children. They understand. They know pretend. So actually, just by adding that in, we're inviting them to do it and to show how they would do something and work physically in that way because they're pretending. It's not real. It's only pretend. Mm. Yeah. And they look at you like, oh, well, you should have said pretend. Yeah, sure. I can do, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, I know no, that. No problem. I know. Yeah. And of course, the other the key word when we are talking about fighting. Yes. In so children's totally. stories. Absolutely key. And uh, even to this day and 20 years on, and even with classes I've worked with for years, I still say, remember, when we do fighting, it's just pretend there's no touching. You know, we're really clear, even though, you know, there are classes that know it really well and have got brilliant spatial awareness, great self-control. You're still kind of going, I'm going to remind you just in case somebody forgets that we're just pretending. We need to be aware of everybody around us when we're doing these scenes that are very physical, you know, would be very demanding of an adult, let alone a four-year-old. Well, it's that thing, isn't it? That it's, you know, fighting when you take that into theatre. And this is theatre that we're talking about. We are bringing theatre into the classroom. Children are on a stage and they are acting. And it's pretend, you know, the fights that you see in theatre aren't real. The fights that you see on film aren't real. They are staged. And that actually it's highly skillful. And in terms of physical you know, physical development, the skill that you need to pretend that you're fighting with somebody, to pretend that you're punching, but you're not actually physically touching anyone, that you're moving, that you're missing them, that you're actually, you know, sort of moving your hands in that way. And you see children very contained within that. I've seen some beautiful dance movements that children have done in terms of the fighting, I had, I had a group once that were really into karate and working in that way. And they would do these amazing kind of hand movements and, you know, really moving around. But it was so co cooperative. They were working together so well. And physically, they were controlling themselves so well. And that because we're allowing that to happen on the stage, we're supporting that physical development, that control, that physical control to happen outside of that as well. And a lot of practitioners be... have talked about how that has supported their children outside of the stage in 
being better at cooperating, at working in together in the role play area, because they are they're practiced at it. They've rehearsed it lots of times. They're really good at it. You know, like actors become really good through rehearsal. The children are doing that. They're rehearsing. How do I um, pretend to do this particular thing really well, really carefully, and nobody get hurt? And 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 for that to work really well. And my friends enjoy doing that together because it, you know it ca it becomes enjoyable because they're really good at it. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And it also, that moves on to um, to really thinking about how we negotiate that space with children, the stage with children, because it is, you know, I mean, I've normally my stages are the size of about 30 children, because that's how many I have to have sitting around it. But it's not a massive space. It's not like, you know, the hall. It's in the classroom. Yeah. It's the carpet. It's about the size of an average classroom carpet. And so the children need to learn to negotiate that and to really think about what actions can happen in that. And I remember I was working with a reception classroom and um, there was a lot of boys in the classroom and there was a lot of interest in football and their stories were all football. I sort of like, and this is my first session with this class where I described their stories and it was so-and-so kicks to so-and-so and, -so and Johnny kicks to Mark and Mark kicks to Andrew and Andrew kicks to Bill and, you know, just these whole things. And I was going, wow, how are we going to act these out? But I trust the child. I go into this is all right. I'm going to see what happens. So I, I sat down when we were about to act them out and I kind of said, just be careful, you know, and I started. But the kicks, they weren't normal kicks. They weren't just kicking a ball. Their legs came up really high. And I sort of was going oh my God, someone's going to get hurt. I was so worried that somebody was going to get hurt. And I was just kept going, be careful. It's only pretend, be careful from the stage. <laughs> and after that story had finished, we clapped thank you, sat down. And I just said to the children, I said, I was really scared. They did brilliantly. Actually, they had a lot more negotiation of space skills than I gave them credit for. But I was going, someone's going to get hurt. And so my, you know, sort of responsible brain was getting really anxious. So I kind of like went, okay, let's see, what could we do? And they said, oh, let's stand up and let's pretend kick. That'll be all right. That's how we can do it. And so we had a practice and they just did a little kick. And then I did the next story, which had more football in, legs came back up again. And we kept going. I kept trying to negotiate with them. How can we do this? This isn't working. Your legs are going up too high. And in the end, they said, what if only four of us can come onto the stage in any football story and we have to go to the corners and actually that's what so every time there was a so-and-so kick the ball they'd all run to the corners of the stage and kick inwards into the stage and then run out and it had taken a lot of time to negotiate to that but that came from them and actually I thought was genius as a way of solving it but they felt like they were solving my anxiety as well because a lot of that was me being frightened that somebody was going to get hurt and working in that way. So it's and real physical control that children show when they're doing helicopter stories. I had um, one class who, when they told any time a house came into a, a story, they'd get down on all fours and lift their leg up in the air like a chimney. 
And that became what all of them did. So it was kind of like this real physical intricacies. And I think that's, you know, for me, that's where this notion of physical development is so key. And we can really observe it in our children during helicopter stories because we can see how imaginatively they become a range of different objects and take and carry out a range of different activities. I think that's all we've got time for. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>